The Wedding Thinners Podcast. Listen to our podcast. The buffet's closed. We're smaller clothes. Right, here we are, ladies and gents. This is episode 19. Is it 19? Yeah, episode 19, I think. Don't know. Don't even really keep up. Keeping, uh, I'm not keeping up to date with what's happening. But um, yeah, the Wedding Thinners podcast back again, episode 19. And I'm joined this evening by uh, two very, very incredible human beings. Uh, I'm joined by Tess Burston. Say hi, Tess. Oh, hey. Hi, Tess. There is a short delay there, we should say, just in case anyone thinks that um, Tess is just ignoring any comments that we ask. Um, there's a short delay, isn't there? I don't know if you're, you're aware of that at your end. Just a tiny, tiny delay anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, Noted. just a small one. Yeah, <laughs> just not that there's a problem. Um, and also we're joined by Jimmy Waters. Say hi, Jimmy. Hello. There we are. See, both fantastic guests all here just to have a chat with us on the Wedding Thinners podcast. Thank you both so much uh, for joining me uh, to have a chat late on a Saturday evening. How are you both keeping? You good? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for yeah. having us. Good. We're all Ooh. safe and well. Jimmy, you're safe and well where you are? All safe and well this this end. I actually woke up this morning feeling a tiny little bit under the weather, but um, I had a, um, you know, I've, I've had a bath and I've had a, a cup of tea and I feel good now. So a bit of a me day, a bit of a me day. Yeah, yeah so you know, perfect. Been like kind of working quite full on in the week and then you have one rest and suddenly it all just kind of hits you at the same yeah. time. It's, yeah, that's it's it. It's not too bad. It's all You right. definitely need a day like that every now and then, I think, just where you just sit down and say no to life. And it's it's just you. <laughs> Just you it's, and it's, you. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so, Jimmy, where are you joining us from, dude? I am joining from my flat in Hackney, okay. um, which is uh, which is great. My girlfriend has um, popped out to... Um, she's actually gone for a little bit of a, a, a kind of socially distant walk with um, one of our friends who lives down the road, um, which is nice. And, um, yeah, it's all good. So, um, yeah, just been... In here for three months. Crazy. This has been our, our lockdown base. <laughs> and it's funny how blase we are about the fact now that we're all in lockdown still, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I've just been living here for the last thousand years and it oh, yeah. is what it is. And um, I think now that we're we're approaching the, we're, we're hopefully approaching the end, uh, the end of, uh, of all of this silliness. Yeah, let's keep it all crossed. Tess, you're absolutely right to be sitting there crossing those fingers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I'm alone here, but I feel a little bit like I don't really know how to behave out in the real world anymore. And I don't really know how I'm going to handle going to a pub. And I'll just stand at the bar oh, looking, yeah. going, uh, what happens next? So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if I remember weird. how to be sociable. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just sit there alone at the table, just be like, <laughs> it's that thing, isn't it? Where you, we, I think, I think it was a friend's birthday last year, and it was the first time we all met up. And we all sort of like, you know, cracked open some beers on the common, and we were sitting there, and people just didn't say anything. Yeah. But like, it's like the first social meeting, and you have that. <laughs> You have that thing where you don't, um, where normally you say what you've been up to and people yeah. have stories. And this time you say, you know, everyone's been on Groundhog Day and you say what you've been up to and everyone <laughs> just goes, um, nothing. Everyone's got the same story. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, yeah. it's quite frightening, but I, I think it will be, uh, it will be, that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Really to, to sort of consider that all we have to speak about in ordinary times is what we've been doing. That's all very me based, but yeah, I'm looking forward to trying to learn again, how to speak, uh, and how to be sociable, but it'll be interesting. What, what about you, Tess? Where are you joining us from today? I am in sunny Basildon in Essex. Yeah. Uh, I Could you just refer to, ago, what, did you, what did you call it earlier? You called it Bas Vegas, didn't you? Bas Vegas, they I call it. Yeah. It's got like a 
Yeah, Las Vegas, because I think it's because there's a big like um Hollywood sign. Um, it's not Hollywood, obviously. But it says Basildon. This drive into Basildon. It looks like the Hollywood. Ah. Yeah, I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so it's not Vegas. It's not a nickname you give Yeah, I don't really know where it comes from. It's not my nickname. (laughs) I know, it's my name. That is genuinely what people call it. Um, Yeah, I'm in Basildon. Um, I'm here with my husband and my two dogs. Um, Yeah, and glad to be, it was really great to be close to London. I lived away from London for quite a few years and coming back and being kind of close to it again was amazing while we were still working. Uh, Obviously now no one is working, so... Mm kind of changed things a little bit but yeah yeah it's amazing being this close to london and yeah it's been a lot of fun being here actually i think it's been great well, great pre-covid and, <laughs> yeah and tess whilst you're sort of having a chat just tell us what what do you do yes i am a singer recording artist uh dog mum <laughs> and uh recently qualified uh, personal trainer nearly qualified like so close to being qualified just waiting for the last kind of official bits to come through like the certificate and stuff but I've just finished all my training um so yeah it's kind of like the different parts of my life kind of taken an- <laughs> another turn recently yeah. COVID's kind of made us all rethink a little bit where, where we're going with our careers so I had to kind of have a think about that and make a change and something I love and really really enjoy and yeah so that's been my recent venture nice well we're gonna we're gonna catch up with that um as we go through because um we're gonna talk about fitness and i'll see if you've got any tips for me um uh, anything like that would be wonderful um and uh yeah so you've got some new music that's just been released as well which we're going to chat about as well uh and i you know i've had the the fortune of hearing you sing for many 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 thousands of years um but yeah uh, (laughs) it's lovely to hear you singing this new single was absolutely corking so um we'll share the little Yay. snippet that we can share and then um we'll send everybody the links where they can hear it in a bit um so jimmy what about you buddy what what's uh what is it you do why are you here um, bud? well firstly i'd just like to say that i can vouch that tessa's new single is amazing because yeah. uh we just oh. heard it today and we were we were dancing in the flat it's a, it's awesome <laughs> gonna get everyone everyone perks up for the summer so it's definitely a summer anthem isn't it oh my god amazing yeah, oh, really we cool. won. yeah. Um, what do I do? So I run a theatre company uh, called Proud Haddock that I'm, um, I've run for about six years um, and I direct plays and um, I was an actor back in the day um, and I went to drama school and then I just had a moment where I, um, I was helping a friend with the scene and he was having some issues with it and I didn't really ever think about directing and it just started, his performance started to get better and I got a real buzz off that. <laughs> and uh, that was it. I decided to be a director and that was when I was in my early twenties. And then since then I've been doing that really. That's great. That sounds really exciting. So what, what sort of things have you uh, directed? Um, and I'm going to ask you what you've performed in as well. <laughs> um, well, what have I directed? I've done, um, done a few things. I did a play called Mrs. Orwell. Um, which was all about George Orwell and his um, second wife, which was a really good play. Um, it was a really good script. So it was great to, uh, to have the opportunity to um, to put that on and, and, and produce that. Um, uh, I've done a couple of Tony Harrison plays. who's a, an, an interesting poet playwright uh, from Leeds. Um, I've done uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, I've done Hamlet. I've done some Noel Coward. Um, so, yeah, so like a mixed bag, really. Yeah, real variety there. Good variety, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm aching to get back in the room with yeah. uh, with actors because it's been um, 
it's been weird, you know, over lockdown, you know, not being able to do what you love and not being able to be creative. You, you have those moments where you think, I wonder if I can still do it, you know, because you, <laughs> you've been so long out of the game and it's all been on Zoom. But, um, but no, <laughs> I can't complain too much. It's been all right. Brilliant. And, and I'll tell you, it's something I think that is, I, I don't know whether it is a, I don't know whether it's a creative uh, thought or a creative person's thought because I, I'm mm. having the same thoughts. You know, mm. I, I actually um, yeah. I collected all of my my kit for for gigs today, and I've had a lot of building work done, so it's been in storage. And I collected it all, and I was loading it all back into my my garage, and I was thinking to myself, I don't actually know if I know how this goes together anymore. You know, what does yes. this do? And it was like, I wonder if I'm still going to be able to play and sing, and whether I'm still going to be able to hit that note, and whether I'm still going to do that bit, and you know. The thought of singing for you know an hour and a half without a break or something yeah. like that, I, I don't know, man. I've got to really pick myself up and start building that stamina up. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, what about you, Tess? Are you thinking the same? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm quite nervous about getting back into it all, to be honest. Apprehensive because I've not been practicing as much as I should have. No. And I don't know if anyone else has been like kind <laughs> no. of rehearsing or practicing. No. Don't worry. You just don't do it. You, oh, no. you say that you well, want to go into you just don't and but i think also like why would you when you don't know yeah. when you're going to restart again like you could be mm-hmm. you know right? like it's hard to motivate yourself to do it when you don't it's kind of the unknown and yeah. i've got and i've found that with doing recently doing like with some of my um recording artist side of things like doing releasing like the new music that we've just done and and recording in the studio i felt the difference like just doing certain things it just yeah. doesn't quite feel as easy as it normally yeah. does yes, that tiniest. i can tell i've been off my stamina and like yeah I, I, it's going to take some building up i think definitely i need Absolutely. to start um endurance I've, already, I've already um i've already booked myself in uh with my vocal coach uh I, I, i've decided oh, I, I just text i was like kim i need you kim be here please and so uh, <laughs> she's going to talk me through you know and not not that necessarily yeah, i hope i don't need to be retaught but certainly just to you know have somebody there to hold your hand learn. yeah we can always learn i think it's amazing to always you know take something away from from different coaches different singers i i agree yeah. everyone should have a vocal coach even if you are um a successful singer i, I agree everyone should have a vocal coach it just keeps you in line doesn't it keeps you in check yeah and Definitely sometimes does. you don't realize that you're doing certain things and you might you know no. you might learn something new you can always learn something my new. my thing that really uh highlighted the fact that i needed to do this soon because i don't know about you Tess, but i've actually got um i've got some gigs lined up for may so they're going to be completely socially nice. distanced uh, it's going to be a wedding and they they're just going for it um they're going for it with the restricted numbers um you know yeah. i've checked out that we're all called to do it so you know all the all the people say that we can be there as long as you know we're all yeah. COVID secure. Yeah, and and I was like, okay, so that may I've got to, you know, I've got to start soon. I've got to start it's like, you know, oh I need to do a Rocky montage, so basically. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make it happen. Oh, it's gonna be the lyrics. Yeah. It's gonna oh, be I'm gonna some, totally uh, do it now as well. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> as I say, lyrics. it's really nice to obviously chat to you guys and, and so, you know, we're gonna cover all the creative things that we do and more so what you do, but I think also like what this podcast is is um kind of designed to do like i said to both of you on the phone was just to provide a bit of a platform for anybody wanting to chat about the rough and tough stuff and you know for me it's um it's come from a place where i i learned with regards to my eating and my weight management i learned that actually i wasn't alone uh which sounds really cliche and a bit twee when i say it like that but uh for me a lot of my um 
a lot of my my weight loss was often done secretly and I was trying to do it all on my own and and actually th- this time on, on this sort of run of, of trying to do it and you know this has been the longest that I've been doing it consistently and sort of managing to maintain and not having given up I'm going ah, do you know what I'll just give me a pack of donuts that'd be lovely mm. um, and that's all come about I believe uh, due to the support network I got from my wife and my family and my mates uh, and really that all started because of the fact I was talking to more of my friends and saying oh I'm really really struggling with this and hearing others go oh yeah I do that uh, even from people who to look at uh, I was thinking you know they are they're probably quite happy with their bodies so yeah th- this is where the podcast kind of came from so I-, I always like to chuck this question in of uh, what's your relationship like with food um, because I just think it's an interesting one for me personally so it's a bit selfish um, so we're going to start with you Jimmy which is always a curveball because you would expect that I would go to Tess uh, <laughs> I don't I don't intend to be impolite by doing that it. but I just like you know you probably um, yeah well my relationship with food well I should start by saying that everyone who knows me um, will tell you that I am a dreadful cook and I can't cook. So I um absolutely appalling. I, I'm getting better at it or I have been slowly getting more accustomed to it. And certainly in the past couple of years, but because I can't cook, it meant that I lent into food, which you probably shouldn't eat. So especially when I was a student, I was tucking into, you know, pot noodles and, peanut butter sandwich you know all the kind of stuff that's unhealthy and um i since then have sort of slowly got a little bit better at it but um i guess i'm quite i don't know i'm quite um i used to smoke and that obviously prevents an appetite so whenever you feel hungry you have a fag and then since giving up smoking i've certainly noticed that i've eaten more but i really like i love food i love a I love a meal whenever i'm hungry i i i eat I eat really quickly. Um, I've been told that I, I, I go all out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just love it, but, um, I'm probably not as healthy as I should be. I think what's your, what's your guilty pleasure. Do you have one? That's a bit of a, yeah, I I shouldn't really, but I'm gonna. Yeah. So it's, it's peanut butter sandwiches. And when I'm feeling like it, I love getting like a white loaf of bread and, and, uh, and pea and some pat peanut butter and there's nothing better for me than, than <laughs> like an untoasted peanut butter sandwich. Other and then peanut I have butters another... are available. <laughs> say yeah, no. oh, <laughs> unbelievable! It's like the best thing in the world. And then are I... you are you a peanut butter and jam or jet? Is it P P? What is it? PB... PBJ. PBJ. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's incredible. It's <laughs> oh, amazing. So you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. I mean, yeah. For me, like peanut butter on its own uh, with white bread is 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 the best. The peanut butter and jam is is yeah amazing as well. Have you tried peanut butter and banana? No, but I don't ah. like banana. I don't oh. like bananas. Oh, I thought I was onto one then. I thought I was gonna rock your world. I was literally <laughs> change your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like- do you? I mean, do, I mean, dare I say it? I mean, have there any, ever been instances where maybe like one of those sandwiches has not been enough, and you've sort of gone a bit overboard on it, or like are you, every you- single every single time I've done it, it's um it's absolutely I can just nail half a loaf really seriously it's, but like how does that because like for me there would i mean that has happened to me not necessarily with peanut butter but mm. peanut butter peanut butter uh in the past uh, but uh, like I, I i don't know mine probably would have been jam donuts back in the day like you could easily woof down four well i think yeah so i, I mean I, do I mean, you have I, that guilt like does that happen to you or is that just me well, as a, as a person, I'm quite, I think I've got quite an obsessive personality. So I think I get obsessed with things um, 
you know, in, in all walks, you know, I can get obsessed with cars for like two years and then get very bored of it or get, you know, I've, I'm that sort of, um, I'm wired that way. And yeah. so with food, it's exactly the same. Sure. So um, it's, you know, when I was at university, I was obsessed with eating pistachio nuts. It was like, you know, I'd always eat pistachios, <laughs> not just pistachios. I'd like to add, I'd eat other well. but um, I just got obsessed with it. And then I got bored of pistachio nuts and then I'd go on to something else. So I think I'd go through episodically i kind of work my way through different types of food and i'll eat so much of it and become so immersed in it that i'll probably just get a bit sick of it and move on yeah. to something else so that's Something's the way i tend to navigate myself um but yeah peanut butter sandwiches has been kind of consistent throughout pretty much pretty much all of it i think yeah definitely. all right well and now everyone listening knows what to get you for christmas and for lunch so it works really well thank, doesn't it thank Either you in way. Advance. yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I presume the sun pack reference was because of a an impending sponsorship or uh, the want for a sponsorship from sun yeah pack. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pay me later yeah yeah cool. Yeah. just like a vat of, of peanut butter smooth exactly. or crunchy there's the question crunchy crunchy yeah, all day oh, oh my god slightly slightly harder to slightly harder to spread you know, yes, but well worth the effort. When you're as impatient as I am to get it to get it made when yeah. you buy it, you're hungry. <laughs> That's the only frustrating bit is you get And you rip the bread. You're that impatient. You rip the bread. It pisses me right off. Oh, it's the worst. You know, it's the worst. But yeah, it's um yeah, that's the only thing. It's hard, slightly harder to spread. But uh yeah, it's and I have this thing as well when I'm because it's so I think the first time I ate a peanut butter sandwich, I was about eight or nine. Um, and it just, you know it changed my life. Um, but I think the first, um, it's this, I, I had this feeling where whenever I, you know, if I'm hungry and I haven't had one in a while, I'm, I'm so excited. And I, um, I get the bread out and I start spreading it and it's the first smell. Yeah. I just think, do I, do I want to smell it? Oh. Do I, do I want to, you know, experience the enjoyment when I eat it for the first time? But I sometimes, yeah, if I have a little smell, it's like, amazing sometimes it smells better than it tastes right yeah yeah. yeah yeah i can actually yeah. see the amount of i can see the love for peanut butter just in your face as you're describing it <laughs> like that's never happened actually in our previous podcast um so on uh, episode 18 we had um uh, we had anna brooks and ivan van hetten and uh, ivan um is from Suriname, and peanuts apparently play an important part mm. of their or not necessarily of their diet but that th he was explaining to me he is obsessed with peanuts and when i asked the similar sort of question about what's your guilty pleasure um and i did not expect him to say peanuts at all for some reason <laughs> because like for most people it's like oh pringles man i could just eat mm. you know, once you pop and all that um but he was telling me there's a there's something called peanut soup Actually, Anna was telling me about peanut soup. So that could be wow. something for you to check out. You know, it could be something for you uh, to explore, Jimmy. Why not? I can understand an obsession with peanuts. Like <laughs> You're there. Food. You're very much there. And I'd like to think, Tessa, maybe we'll bring you in on this little bit. You know, the extra effort required to spread crunchy peanut butter possibly is some form of calories burnt, which then obviously are consumed for, uh, what, you know, bringing your professional experience. Is that is that okay? <laughs> um absolutely what you mean because of the, the lumps in well the yeah because you're muscle. working harder that you know that must you know yeah. you're working more muscles and you know so heart rate increasing no maybe. no is that just wishful thinking a couple of no. extra swing to the arm yeah. <laughs> yeah just like run at it it's just like keep the bread still and just yeah. run back and forth okay cool all right well there you heard it here first 
It's the peanut butter <laughs> diet, ladies and gents, <laughs> sponsored by Proud Haddock. You like those arms, guys. Like those arms. Come on. Peanut, butter the, peanut butter the musical will be produced. <laughs> yes, that's it. Well, we and that's like it. And you've got your two. You've got your your lead female, and hopefully you've got your lead male. We've got our lead you female. Can... We got um, yeah. co co production yeah. with Sunpat. Yep. Yep. Yes. Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everything is peanut based, like drinks in the interval, everything. Actually, oh that would be dreadful for people with allergies, and we should probably stop at this moment, uh, I guess, because <laughs> that that would be a, a literal shit show, perhaps. Um, and Tess, um, for you, I mean, where are we at? Like, what's your relationship like with food? What's your guilty pleasure, oh food-wise? That's a really that's a really big question for me because I've my relationship with food has gone up and down for years and years and years. I've I was always growing up, I always thought my my body type, if you like, I was just thought that I was one of those people that would just put on weight it's so easily. I just thought I, I'm just one of those people. I just I just gain weight. I eat something and I gain weight, and that's just the way it is. So I've always had a bit of a tricky relationship with food. And I've always, I mean, I love food. Like I am a foodie. If you ever, if there ever was one, I love my food and you know it's it's a tricky relationship because it is one of those things and especially growing up as, as a girl like and there's so many expectations for what our bodies are supposed to look like and it mm. has been an up and down journey for me with food and I think it's only really been recently that I've started to really enjoy food again and and kind of be less restrictive and and really start to actually have the things that I love and understand that I can have those things and yeah. that it is okay. And it's sort of a I bit more guilt-free now. Never have, yeah, absolutely. And especially as I'm I'm trying to be more active in my lifestyle now, it's it's meant that I just and having more of an awareness of what I'm putting into my body and understanding how it makes me feel, my energy level, all of that stuff has just yeah. changed food for me. It's so much. And it was, it was always, uh, I, I was so hard on myself. I was so, if I ever fell off the wagon or if I, I did, I did Weight Watchers, I did Swimming World, I did, I did them all. I tried everything I, and I would have such harsh, restrictive diets and I'd, I'd almost I'd punish myself. I'd say, right, that's it. I've, I've gone off the rails today. I say, I'm not, I'm not going to eat tomorrow. I'm just going to have orange juice tomorrow. Mm. I'm just going to, or I'm, I'm going to have a, a thousand calorie deficit tomorrow. I'm not going to let myself have any carbs, no chocolate, no sugar. Um, and it would be a punishment and it created yeah that's this, that's dangerous sure as well though isn't it uh, you can become quite yeah, obsessive really about that mm. yeah absolutely and like, then what what you for you like you said about you you fell off the wagon like what what would that what, what did that consist of for you like just having a bad day in terms oh, of goodness. not eating clean enough absolutely or just mm. eating things that i think i'm not allowed to have like i'd yeah. order in a takeaway or i'd eat an entire domino's pizza or i'd yeah. eat 10 jam donuts or the, all the things that are so easy to indulge in because it's that yeah. lovely those lovely carbs those lovely single sugars the body just goes and we yeah. want it I'll give me want more it. of those and jam donuts addictive. absolutely and yeah. it's it's yeah and and i think the problem with those restrictive diets is is that you you do end up just craving it so much and that's yeah. when you you can't sustain you build it, up. it. i think it, it builds yeah. up doesn't it you know you say no to it so many times and then the if the brain or the body is still craving it eventually you're going to crack and then you'll have twenty thousand yeah. of them as opposed to maybe just the one uh you know obviously exaggerated um, for artistic a license. really useful thing i've learned recently is the 80 20 rule which is 80 percent of the time you're really, really sensible. You're all like, you know, you, you're following, you know, like healthy, healthy guidelines going for like um, 
like natural foods, good things that are going to fill you up, make you feel fuller for longer yeah. and things that are going to give you energy, things that are good for your body. And then tw- that 20% at the time, allowing yourselves, yourself those little treats if yeah. you want them. Like I, I might, there's little tricks and I, that I've learned like in, in the evening, if I'm really craving that chocolate or that sugar, having like a little bag of fun size Maltesers, it's under hundred calories. Mm. If I did allow myself that, it's just that little things. Yeah. Those tiny, or like having some hot chocolate that there are um, highlights, hot chocolates, yes. 38 calories. Mm. There are other hot chocolates available, by the way. No, there really aren't. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that is the one. Highlights, yeah. little yeah. diet, diet hacks. They, yeah. I, I, my, my, um, I just jump in on that. My, my, um, just, yeah for doing that is watching a film in the evening having like a bag of sweet popcorn so so you're you're kind of saying i'm going to recreate the cinema experience and obviously to do that i need the food that i would normally have at the cinema so that's Mm. like your your justification yeah 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 I want it and do you know what another really interesting thing I've, I've learned recently as well I listened to a podcast on it actually it's about um associating certain places with food and I'm a sucker for sitting in front of the telly and eating my dinner I know that's not for everyone some people like like to sit at the table and have their dinner and they like to you know I'm I love to sit in front of the tv in my comfies with my dinner on my lap I know it's terrible but I love it so now when I'm sat watching tv I my brain goes where's the food? Mm. Well, I need food now. This yeah. is food, and it's that association. That conditioning is, as well, isn't it? Absolutely, I am conditioned to eat food when I sit and watch TV. So it that's my trigger time for me is when I sit to watch something. My body goes, come on. Mine's the car. The like when when I'm driving, I don't know. Yes. I don't know about you, Tess, as well. Like on the way home from gigs. Uh, like late at yeah. night, you're knackered. You've used all of your energy dancing like a knobhead on stage. I don't mean you personally, <laughs> Tess. Although I have seen you dance oh, like I a do. knobhead. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh well, I don't need petrol, but I could easily need petrol. Uh, you know, and you stop off and yeah, you know, in the past, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, hundred miles What's won't do. <laughs> yeah, and that's so Eminent. dangerous, man. Oh. I had to, had a chat oh, with like I think it was right back at maybe like episode two or three, and uh, one of our guests was a guy called Liam Jackson, who's a, a really good friend of mine, and he was one of the one of the first people actually that I kind of opened up to, and said, "Oh, I'm really struggling with this," and hearing him say the same same thing was like really um, rewarding in a weird sort of way, and, and refreshing, and I guess helpful uh, to hear that from him. Um, but I didn't even realize that he experienced the same things. He's a singer as well. You know, he experienced the same things. And what was really interesting in that um, podcast was the fact that he he spoke about driving home or even driving two gigs, you know, because you, you grab food on the go. If you're in a bit of a rush or, you know, for argument's sake, you've been mm-hmm. at another gig or you've had work and you're running off to your next gig. And his go-to was he'd stop off and he'd go to the garage and he'd always have two chicken salad sandwiches. And it was all right because it had salad in it. And that was exactly the same thing. And I was like, but salad, it's all good. You know, so it was really fascinating. Um, uh, But a a bit of a hack, if this helps anybody listening and or uh, anybody gigging who's driving home. Uh, And again, and I mentioned this in the podcast um, last week, um, uh, another good friend of mine drives home. If he's driving home late from a gig, he will always have a punnet of grapes, like unopened, you know, that he's bought specifically for the journey home. And then he will just consume those on the way home because his theory is it gives him that little sugary hit, which, you know, may replace the need for that chocolate or whatever on the way home. So, but you're right. It's just, it's amazing how we are so easily conditioned uh, to these things, isn't it? 
absolutely absolutely and i think the other thing is is, it's quite a um sugar saturated environment we live in now isn't it it's just it's like those but naughty treats are everywhere as you go when you go into like for instance the petrol station it's just all that chocolate and it's just so much temptation and i think it's i think it's making changes like that small things having that healthy snack there having that something there and to try to help it's avoiding those (laughs) barriers isn't it it's those triggers it's it's coming up with ways to avoid those triggers and and work through those barriers that kind of end up making you fall off the wagon yeah Yeah, i i i I find that whenever i'm shopping in the supermarket and i get to that part i that my justification Mm -hmm. for having having one for the walk home every time i just in my head it just goes okay so it's going to be a while before I have all this food that I've just bought. So in the meantime, <laughs> I'll just have a little snack and I do it every single time. Do you know what I have shop. visions of, Jimmy? I have visions of you walking and buttering uh, or peanut yeah. butter spreading at the same time, you know. I mean, uh, you're not far wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we all do that, though. Like it, learning things about like you're not the only person doing that. I do that. I know my wife does that I, only because I caught her out. Not that there's a problem with it, but I know that, you know, she does the same. You sort of think, well, I've, you know, just spent an hour and a half shopping and, you know, I'm going to, I need a little bit of a pick me up and why not? If that's going to be your one treat that week or, you know, that day, then go for it. And I'm learning that more and more that I can do that. Uh, And for me, it's about the guilt and it's, and, 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 and in the past, uh, if I'd done that and felt guilty, that guilt would probably build up and up and up until the point where I'd be like, it's not worth doing this anymore because all I'm doing is feeling shit every day because of the fact that I've had a Kinder Bueno, you know? So I'm learning that now and that feels really good. And, and I love those moments where uh, I walk into the shop and I only go in to get what I intended to go in to get. That's a real success for me. And, you know, one of the things yeah. that, because I, I do Slimming World tests and I, I think it's been great for me. Uh, it's been oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's not for everybody, uh, but it's been really useful. It just sort of, I don't know, kind of just, maybe go okay cool this is food that i can eat this is food i can eat as much as i want of and this is the, the yeah. way that i can manage all those treats so yeah no it's it's uh that's my that's mom non-scales victory right my mom's been doing world and she is recent she's lost like two stone and cool. she's she absolutely loves it so i think if you find something that works for you and yeah. then absolutely stick yeah. at it it's, it's done anyway she finds it really simple really easy to follow she likes all the little rules and she's always kind of done it so it's her she's her comfort zone and she's yeah. and she loves the kind of like you said before about the, the kind of community yeah. feel of it you're, you're in it together and it's yeah. it's accountability it's, it's it's all of that i think if you found something that works, then stick at it. And you know, yeah, and they get that. I think now I've been doing that for a few. I don't know how many years. I've been doing it maybe two years now, and now they kind of know me. They get me, and I get them as well. And I was really yeah. petulant, and I was a bit. I don't know. I was a bit like oh, didn't really be there. I've told them this. You know, yeah. I've opened up to them about the fact that I just sat there like going, yeah, yeah. This is, none of this is relevant to me, but whatever. Uh, and actually, when I started hearing from everybody else around the room. Uh, I was like, okay, actually, yeah, this is something I should listen to. And yeah, it's been really useful. And even even during lockdown, I've managed to sort of maintain and I've been sort of fluctuating between um, weights. It's not, you know, it's not gone stratospheric and it's not gone crazy mental. So I'm quite pleased. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. But you, you like, Tess, like you, your singing is obviously like, you're a super talent with your voice. Your voice is, you know, I, I think people will hear that when we uh, when we play the little snippet of uh, your new single. Um, so we'll, we'll say that for a little bit later. But, you know, I, I appreciate you've obviously had a lot of work, as I know you would have, Jimmy, as well, like moved, postponed, cancelled. Um, and I'm curious just oh, to know, like, 
you know, as a as a musician myself, like I know uh, how crappy that's been. Uh, I I do have the fortune of you know I'm a teacher as well, so I know that yeah. I've not had it as hard, but um, I've certainly felt that. So like from your perspective, Tess, like you know you were out gigging loads. Uh, you know you're working yeah. so hard as a musician. You're building such an incredible career. You're such a creative, talented, you know, incredible, versatile singer. And you know, you're, <laughs> you're, but you're like, but you're at the the peak of your game, you know. And then suddenly that you know it was that, going that, well. It yeah, was it was going really well. well. What, what happened? So like, how <laughs> did that? So <laughs> how did that impact yeah. you? Because like for me, even though I had something else to do, albeit the schools were closed for a bit, so that was a bit weird, um, yeah. which is an understatement. Like for you, like you went from having you know a very regular thing it's almost part of your social life as well because you do it with your mates and you know absolutely you build that circle of friends around you and it just stops how did that how did that oh, impact you like what happened to your mind it was oh my goodness it was it's been a, a, a rough year I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you it was pretty hard I think the shock in the beginning and the kind of like oh a couple of weeks off this is nice I get a bit of time to rest and then it's like a year later we're all here yeah. shell shocked we'll be gigging like, again happened? by September I was, that's what I was saying to yeah, my band I don't worry. No, no September gigs will be fine yeah it was sure it'll be gone by then um and do you know what it really felt like I lost a part of myself and like my identity and I felt like without that part of myself I'm sure Jimmy you probably feel similarly like and all musicians or people that who are in, in the arts and it is a huge part of your identity and who you are. And I think I, I just felt really lost for a long, for a while without it, the long as time went on. And I suddenly yeah. had the realization like this could be the, for the long haul and maybe yeah. forever. We didn't know well, at that point. We didn't well, know what it. was going to happen. No. Well, we still, you know, it's well, we're still going, and, do we, and I, I just, suppose like we, we're not hundred percent sure, but yeah, there's no guarantees we're hopeful yeah. and it's looking better, but, it's one of those things and it kind yeah. of left me thinking who am I without singing who am I what am I I don't know who I am I don't know if I'm worth anything I don't know it, it makes you have these thoughts and these yeah. questions and and you feel yeah I felt really super lost and I started who did to go you turn to did I mean you I mean you've got your husband but who did you turn to because he, he's a doctor My right amazing husband he is he's a doctor on a &E and he yeah. has been amazing throughout this he's been working on the front line this whole time he's been working long hours he's been you know he's just an unbelievable man he's he's, he's wonderful and well, at, at, this, at this moment I think I know that maybe my voice is minor and very small in the grand scheme of things but I think we should you know say a massive thank you to him uh, and to everybody involved. thank you James yeah thank seriously it doesn't really feel like it does it an awful lot I, I actually had my jab the other day um, and I yes. just I was waiting for the you know, waiting for the cure, and I was like thinking, oh God, like look at look at these people. They are genuinely heroes. They are standing here in front of. I mean, the queue was huge. I was in the queue for two hours. I don't care about that. Whatever, like I'll do it if I need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So many yeah. people moaning. They could just shit off the moaners. Whatever. Why are you? Yeah. Moaning? Um, but <laughs> like, and then when I went into to the place because I was queuing for like two hours outside, and when I was finally in, the queue continued, which was alarming. But well, I went with it. But then these, you know, these guys, these girls, these people from the NHS, they're just cracking on a sense of humor. They were just, they, oh, oh yeah. and I, I don't know. You I just sat, sat down at the table having my consultation before they, you know, did the needle thing. And I just, I just wanted yeah. to say, I, I just want to say thank you. And that was just such a bloody stupid thing. I felt so stupid. Oh, no. I was like, I just want to Lovely. say really thank you. And this is amazing. And she was just like, okay, yeah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> how incredible have they all been? And I know that is a ridiculous understatement, but. 
Yeah, I think yeah. more people do and need to show gratitude. Actually, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a it has been a really really tough year for him. I mean, what a time to qualify and become a doctor. I mean, he literally <laughs> qualified and then went yeah. straight into a pandemic it, yeah. and in A and E as well. Literally yeah. straight onto A and E. Well, the, the drummer so in my band really left his teaching year. job to train to be a paramedic and trained. Uh, and and qualified well, a, a technician for a, sorry uh, not a paramedic just yet but yeah he trained and qualified just as uh this all kicked oh, off so yeah totally the same, timing. But oh, absolutely yeah, the, the but timing yeah was he, he was your rock by the sounds of it and uh, you know you've got, got a, a whole host of mates and friends around you as well who you know were all in the similar position okay, probably yeah. so you had a you know a real uh, sounding board from those guys and girls but I mean of course I think there is total solidarity and that everyone is in the same boat and yeah. we're all kind of in it together and at least we have that and yeah we've all kind of tried to, to hold, you know build each other up and support each other and when needed but yeah it was it was a tough year and it was so much uh, so many amazing things in the diary that have been moved and and I'm hoping I don't know if they'll ever happen now and yeah. it was such an exciting time and also my tax bill does not care that there no, was a year off. Let's not well. say tax. So that was nice. Well, don't say the T word. That was a bit of a shocker as well because yeah. it was a good year. And obviously now we've had a year off. Like it's just, you know, all of that as well. It's yeah. it's been financial stress. James has had to support us both. Um it's it's been, yeah, that, that been hence tough. why I ventured out and I've I decided right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a PT. Yeah. I turned to I turned to fitness when I, in that dark time, kind of when we were in like mid lockdown and I was really struggling and I was going on a downward spiral. I was eating more and more. I could, I was starting to gain weight and I was like, do you know what this, I can, I have a choice here. I can carry on like this and yep. it's going to get worse and worse. It's, Let it's it gonna consume you or really. own it. Absolutely. Or I can make, do something about it. And I, I decided to do something about it. And I actually did um, the body coach, Joe Wicks. Oh yeah. I did. Uh, and I I loved it I know it's ju it just gave it helped me remember how much I love fitness and I love how it makes me feel and the energy it gives me and just being active and it and it kind of sparked something in me I'm a bit like Jimmy I'm like quite obsessive in my personality if I like something I want it I want to have it like I just I can't get enough of it and I think if you can find something that's good for you and get obsessed yeah. with that yeah. I mean, you know, Wonderful. what more can you ask? Yeah. So I mean so, you yeah. turned you turned to Joe Wicks and you did the PT stuff there and that, you know, helped so many people across the across the country as well, particularly in that first lockdown as well. But but Jimmy for you, like what what's uh, what about you? Like cuz you like Tess would have had tons of things in the diary, loads of exciting projects on the go and then blam, it's uh, it's all on hold. Um, yeah, so I was I was directing a play um, and uh, I, yeah, it was a really weird two weeks because we started directing, well, I started directing and it was a four week rehearsal period. And it was like, it was that period just before we went into lockdown. So every day coming into rehearsal, it was like this horrible elephant in the room that we mm -hmm. just didn't know, you know, suddenly eight people in the UK had it and then it was 20 and then it was a hundred. And, and then it started getting to the point, I think in the second week where I think we all kind of thought in the back of our heads, are we rehearsing something that's probably not going to be seen yeah. by anyone? Yeah. Um, and then it just, you know, and then it just, it just, it, it just went up and up and up and up and up. And then by the end of the second week, um, it, all the theatres closed and that was it. And so we all just went home and it was a really weird headspace for me because I, you know, like you were saying, Tess, that whole thing about identity, you just think, what am I or what yeah. am I, what can I offer yeah. or what can I do? And I just remembered, and actually my girlfriend's a doctor. Um, so that right. was kind of like a 
yeah. on a similar thing. Like I, um, that was a, a nice bit of perspective. Was that it gives you some sort of thing to cling on to when she comes back and talks about her day. You kind of go, okay, well maybe yeah. that, that email that I could have sent isn't such a big deal, or or you know. But um, yeah. oh, it's so true. But no, I I had something where I remember just lying in my bedroom and. And just thinking, I need to, you know, I was on like my 10th Netflix binge or something. It was uh, yeah, a month into lockdown. And I um, I decided to start a podcast because I wanted to, I actually wanted myself to read a Shakespeare play a week. I thought, oh, that'd be quite a nice thing to do. And then I just called up a friend and then we just started this book club podcast. And it just, um, it just sort of was really nice. Like we had a little community and it was good for mental health. And we were, we just found ourselves doing that to kind of survive lockdown one, really. Um but I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel like lockdown, what lockdown are we on? Three, four, third Three? one. Three. Um, yeah, Three. something like that. No, um, I feel <laughs> like this one has been, I mean, for me, certainly there's been, there's been real highs and I wouldn't say highs, but there's been real lows to it. I mean, I felt like it's, it's more like people would have just been existing mm. really, you know, in this yeah. one. The weather's been awful. Yeah. It's had this feeling of endlessness that I think, you know, I think in lockdown one, it was all quite surreal. We all kind of like came into it together. We were all kind of learning it at the well, same time. Yeah, it was it was summer as well. Like, you know, we, like yeah. somebody yeah, said a minute ago, you had, you thought like, oh, okay, this is okay. Two or three weeks off, wicked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you, you're going to go out in the, fam- in the garden with the family. You're going to go here and do this. Yeah, I can't leave the house, but, you know, I can be out in the garden. I can go and enjoy time. Yeah. Um, get into oh, yeah and it was all, <laughs> yeah. and it's 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 always a bit of a depressing period of time anyway isn't it that january to march yeah. you know and and when you double down on that with the lockdown and you just and the of, fact that nobody had their christmas they were hoping for that was kind of like yeah. a glimmer of hope wasn't it yeah yeah exactly so yeah, like, no one... i'm totally with you like it was totally the hard like for me yeah. it's been the hardest one as well I think it's yes. been really, it's been tough for so many people, and I think um, you know it's 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 one of those things where you just do things on autopilot. You kind of wake up, you do the same thing every day, and and it's just this feeling. I think everyone's in now where people have got worryingly used to this idea of just you know. I mean, it's so bizarre. I I um, we've got this wonderful associate producer called Anna who came on board in the company uh, back in October and been working with her day in day out, but I've never met her ever. And it's this strange reality wow. we live in now where we just feel like we know people so well, but we haven't met each other. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that need of um, human interaction is so important. So, um, yeah. I hopefully think- it's not, hopefully it's not been, you know, like we were discussing, I think, um, before we started recording that, you know, we we don't quite know if we're going to know how to be sociable. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, that hopefully that won't take too long to kind of come back. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's going to be a real struggle for, for for loads of people, I think. To, to I'm a hugger. I don't know what I'm yeah. going to do. I hug, I, am. I hug everyone. I love a hug. I, this has been the hardest, one of the hardest things is not having physical contact with people. I love a hug. Yeah. I love, I'm quite, you know, I, I, how are we going to has, deal has with that? Suit. It's awkward doing the air hugs. Hazmat. There you go. <laughs> yeah. One of those ponchos yes. you can get from Thorpe Park. That'll do. Just wear yeah, two. That's it. We're all going to have to just permanently <laughs> wear. So, yeah. Okay, no, I, 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 I'm thinking about the gigs that I've got coming up, and you know, it's same with my band. Like we all hug, see you later, you know, hello, whatever. And it's just like, 
I would have been watching videos of gigs just to sort of keep myself entertained a little bit and to be like, oh, the good old days. And I found videos oh. of like people singing into my mic. And I'm like, never again is that going to happen. And like that interaction you have with the crowd and yeah, lots going to need to change. And I think it will take some time for it to, to come back to any sort of normal. Like it's going to be. I think really we've tough, I think we've got you and I don't know about you guys. I mean, it must be kind of, I guess, similar for singers, especially when you're doing like quite up-tempo songs that normally have a reaction, normally have some kind of audience response. But I've certainly like spoken to a lot of comedians and actors and they've got used to, you know, with Zoom plays and live performances, whether it's comedy or music, you get used to just delivering it because mm. you don't have that element with, yeah. you know, that There's no reciprocation. There's no reciprocation. And so coming back to live music, you're probably just going to find comedians banging through their sets. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, not yeah, waiting for the laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just going straight. I through. did it. I, I think, uh, yeah, it must have been at the beginning of this lockdown that we're in now, which seems like an absolute madness because that was back in October. Uh, if mm. you remember, that's when Boris was about to do an announcement and he was late for like four hours. And I was, yes. I I'd just set up at a gig. Like I was, I was playing down at a bar in Rochester and my band had set up. We were excited because we're like, yes, we've not seen each other since however long. We're going to do a gig, wicked. But everybody in this bar was just glued to the TV watching this thing. And it was a really, unfortunately, sadly, it's had to close an amazing bar in Rochester called Moon Dance, Moon Dance Bar. Uh, and they did live music all the way through. You know, they just made it work and they locked down. Uh, sorry, they COVID secured the crap out of it. for, And they just wanted to keep music going, which was amazing. And, you know, thanks, Daisy, because awesome. we loved it. But what was really yes. strange was uh, we started playing. And I think the announcement had been made. So people were a bit there were some people who were feeling a bit like, oh, what? But there were also a great proportion of people who were like, this is possibly my last drink out my last evening out for a while so i'm gonna bloody enjoy it and uh, so it was a really good gig but what struck me was we started playing and we got to a point in the song where you know was a perfect opportunity to get people singing and i i started to do my usual thing at this point and get try to get people and the security guard came and went you're not allowed to get them to sing mate they can't sing can you tell them to not sing and i just remember saying there is no way in hell i'm going to tell them to not sing that's your job i won't i said i won't do yeah. what i normally do here but i'm not oh, going right. to say don't sing you know don't dance i said yeah, I'm yeah. Not, you know don't have fun. i'm not i'm not the, i'm not the school teacher here i'm i'm my job is to make people have fun so yeah oh, you know and yeah. I, I i wasn't i wasn't rude to the guy because he was only doing his job but it was so obscure to think they're not allowed to sing and you could see people who were getting up and dancing and he was going so can you not dance and they were like oh, sitting down and they were just doing the bum <laughs> dance as best they could but man you know it's going to take time for that. I think it's, totally, it's just going to take time to come back, but it will come back. Yeah. It will. And who knows when, but. Across uh, everything. Yeah. Just imagine that first gig back. Imagine that first, you know, production and that play, you know, and that feeling that we're going to get when we're, we're doing that. And, and those lyrics we're going to make up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, that face we pull when someone asks for Mustang Sally. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been there. We've all been there. <laughs> I think also like clinging on to the positives as well. There's been something about the lockdown um, with creative people where suddenly that whole thing of ego and and vanity and image has, has, has just really gone out the window. And I think that, you know, if you look at the world before we went into lockdown, certainly in theatre, you kind of felt like, you know, if you didn't have big crews and went into big, you know, theatres with assistant designers and assistant and all these sorts of people that you were going to be judged and, you mm. know, theatres wanted you to have that. And I'm sure for musicians as well, you probably thought, I'm not recording in a fancy studio people are going to look at that as a but you know I think when you've got everyone actually just recording out of their bedrooms 
and you've got everyone just it's a level playing field a level playing field and actually you realize you don't really need it all you no. need is just the you know the instruments to make the uh well, it's, it's stripped it all back to basics and uh, there are yeah. there are some positives to come from all of this they mm. are you know there aren't many but there are definitely some positives and you know we've alluded yeah. to them in previous podcasts along the lines of the time you might have spent with your family and your loved ones you know close by which you know, it's a double-edged sword, really, because that could that could be good and that can be bad as well because of the length of time we've spent with our loved ones. Oh, but, you know, those yeah. opportunities that you might have missed <laughs> had you been at work. Do you know what I mean? Like those those conversations, those ad hoc, really random things that happened and those funny things. So they're the positives. And for me, with my, I've got two boys. So, you know, there've been so many things that as, you know, as a dad at work, and I know that the same for my wife, she also works that we have seen and we have experienced and we've had the opportunity not to miss um, because of the fact we've been there. That's a massive positive. And like you say, Jimmy, you know, the fact that there are so many creative people who went, okay, I can't do what I normally do. Um, okay. What about this? And they've gone off and tried to do their own thing, you know, and they've gone off and they've created something else. I think that's, that's incredible. And there's, there's incredible positives to come out of that. And actually I think our industries will be stronger uh, and more versatile as a result of that as well. Preachy. I know that sounds People well preachy. People just appreciate. Oh, yeah. it's so true though. I think I just, I didn't realise how much I, I needed it. And like those gigs where it's like, you know, you're driving for hours and you're, getting the, you're going into an M&S food and you're grabbing, you know, grabbing some food and it's two in the morning and you're knackered. And I used to think, oh, what am I doing? And <laughs> what I'd give to do one of those still pieces, yeah. couple of drives, I'd do it. I'd probably do it. Don't tell anyone this. I'd probably do it for free right now, just because I'm so desperate to do something. You'd That's even right. eat a lasagna doing... on a gig, wouldn't you? You'd even eat the dreaded lasagna. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. A gig zanya. Gig zanya. Yeah. I love a gig zanya. Jimmy, this is, <laughs> you know, I mean, these, these, are the, these are the perils like, we yeah. face. Yeah, That's gig zanya. Yeah. So. It's normally a lasagna because it's easy. That's so true what you said about appreciating those smaller gigs because I think you just sort of realise, don't you, that actually if there's two people there, that's an audience. And the idea of appreciating an audience of any size is such a special thing. And it's um it's that community spirit that I think now, you know, if you haven't if you play to an empty house, I hope that we all manage to get our houses back. But certainly I think with theatre there's gonna be um maybe a little bit of time before full houses come back, you know, with um you know yeah. people may be feeling a bit tentative about going back you are i don't think that's going to matter so much i just think the idea of just a small group of people watching is going to be so special that um oh, yeah i can't wait i really yeah, can't wait good. i think we'll appreciate I think, uh, it so much more oh, we will and uh fingers crossed it happens soon or at least in june when they're saying that there'll be no more lockdowns that would be That'd be the one. Let's keep it all crossed for that. Um, I think, yes. uh, you know, we've talked about performing um, for a, a very long time and, you know, what makes us tick and, and, and things like that. So I think would, now would be a really good time to talk to you, Tess, about you've got a single that's just come out. Um, I've, I've, I've just, yes. just just become incredibly distracted by how terrible my lockdown hair is, which is awful and incredibly vain. But, um, <laughs> I, I love think, a lockdown hair, it's, hor it's horrible looking <laughs> at yourself just constantly in the, in the reflection of me just looking like a psycho i feel um, really sorry for you guys like my i've just jimmy been able to let my wicked. hair get I don't know, like, like what's going on how did you manage your hair looks wicked jimmy what what am i doing wrong mine just no, goes I, out. I, um, I think you know when we talk about being out of practice and we talk <laughs> about you know, being worried about how we're going to come back to uh to you know the first rehearsal i think the first national hair day i think there's going to be some really interesting haircuts that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i, I, I I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to keep, I'm, you know, my wife has offered to cut my hair. 
And I'm a bit like, I'm just going to go for it. Why not? Now is the perfect yeah. time to just I do whatever with your hair. For James, and it was actually all right. I did. A, I watched the little YouTube video, nice, the nice. buzzer up the back. You start with the one, and then you go up to the three, and then you do the two. Oh, oh, oh I was really professional. Oh, <laughs> it's a couple of batches. It's all right. It was okay. It was a bit of a bodge. Well, Jane, Jane did mine uh, in <laughs> lockdown too. Um, she did it first time. It was great, and it, you know, I was really happy with it. Second time, Jane did it. I think. I think Jane thought I was being um, critical. But I just wanted to make sure. And she wasn't making me feel very confident because she I could hear her behind me going, no, I don't know if I'm not right. Is it five first and then four? And I was sitting there going, please don't make this really bad because I can't have a skinhead because I look like a thug. And, you know, and, oh, don't do that. And she just basically gave up. She's like, oh, I'm not doing it. And I was, like, I was left with, like, this really weird um, random hairdo. But anyway, you know, lockdown haircuts. That's why I'm leaving it. I'm going for the, the full. Um, at the minute, I think I'm at the Michael Ball stage or, or the Leo Sayer stage. It. Um, maybe even George Michael, don't know, but I'm loving it. It's all good. Yeah. But sorry, Tess, that was a complete deviation from talking about your single. Um, <laughs> I love the bit of a hair nice, deviation. Yeah, it's a nice deviation. link uh, because we can have it all. I can literally have all the hair in the world. Um, that's the name of your your lovely single. So your single was released on the 18th of March. Um, be yourself, music. Yes, and Thursday. Yeah, so um, the Thursday yeah, just gone. So that will be. Hang on, when's this podcast coming out? So this is episode 19. So this will be out Monday coming. So yeah, it's like two weeks ago, maybe or a week. But the 18th oh, yeah, of March yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's you, Brendan Mills, the the fabulous Brendan Mills, uh, saxophonist yeah, of the stars. Um, and yeah, tell us a bit more about it. I mean, Jimmy and I have both heard it now, and it's it's got it's summer summer banger written all over it, isn't it? Oh, I'm so glad you think so. I we were so excited about about this one. We um. We've, it's been signed by an amazing label called Be Yourself Music. And um, yeah, we, we just, we love this track. It's high energy, it's good fun. I think we all need a bit of energy right now and a bit of yeah. a, you know, summer summer vibes. And it's, yeah, I, I really love it. I really, really love it. And um, I hope you all do too. I hope it's something that you can listen to and, and you know, have a dance around in the kitchen too and get ready for summer when we can all get back out in the sunshine. <laughs> And I enjoy. thought you were going to say we can I all get this. battered, is what right. I thought. Are you going to say? Oh, that yeah, too. Yeah, that, that too. too. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is yeah. definitely a drinking song. I think we could all get drunk uh, it, to that it song. It has got, sure. yeah, it's got the vibes. So where can people hear it? Is it only streamed? Can they download it? Can they buy physical yeah. copies? It's available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. It's everywhere. Um, you can find links to all of that. The, the um, link is on my bio on my Instagram. Um, if you just go to my bio and click the link, all of the platforms will be there. You can access it through any of, any of those. Brilliant. And yeah, there's also um, the lyric video on YouTube, which is really cool, which the label just put on there. There's some really cool bits. So, And then um, we're going to be doing actually a live uh, performer, live streamed performance of the song in uh, a couple of weeks. Um, hopefully lockdown permitting we'll see what's going on with the regulations but like a, a socially distanced live stream it's gonna be very interesting cool. yeah. uh, acoustic performance of the, of the song as well which i will um put all over my socials so people can see that um yeah. when that's date to up, be confirmed there but nice. if people people just find you on your social yeah, media um, and we'll give all the links to social media right at the end of the podcast but just very quickly what um what's your insta your facebook how can people find that uh tess yeah, absolutely. It's at Tess Burstone is my Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Tess Burstone Singer, uh, if you want to find me on my Facebook page. Um, and yeah, and also on YouTube as Tess Burstone as well. Fancy going on there. Nice know. and straightforward, nice and simple, <laughs> easy. 
and we'll yeah, put the links up fine. as i say we'll put the links up on our social media pages as well um and that way you can find it but um you have very graciously and very kindly and be yourself music have also very kindly uh loaned us a little snippet that we can hear so um is it cool to play that now we're gonna have a quick listen of the, the little snippet right now yeah let's have a little listen yeah. all right tess i'm gonna let you yeah. do the intro as if this is a, a proper radio show or something so tess hit it what have we got coming up, Tess? You can do the intro. Oh, you want me to what? You want me to introduce the song? Oh, yeah. see, that was seamless, wasn't it? I'm not even going to edit. Okay. It. Wait, I'm ready. No, you have to now. You have to cut that out. No, I'm not going to cut it out. This this okay. is real life. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm right. ready. I'm ready now. Tess, okay. Tess, what okay. we got coming up? Tess, what's happening? Uh, this is we can have it all. This is we can have it all. <laughs> Tess Burstone and Brendan Mills. We're back with, uh, you know, we enjoyed your song. Um, we both said how much we loved your new Thanks. single anyway, Tess. And um, what we didn't do was give it a round of applause, but I don't want to do it sarcastically or at least oh. it seemed, but we are going to clap because it was great. Yay, um, thank and you. everybody buy it, everybody stream it and everybody play it whilst they're getting battered. It's, uh, uh, you know, at, yes, the, at the party. Everybody have to. a drink and celebrate listening to it, getting ready for the summer. Yeah. Not long And now. check out your live stream. Um, well, check out your socials so that they know when the live stream is. Uh, so you yes. can watch it and see it real, real, as real as can be at the moment anyway. Um, so, yeah. uh, Jimmy, like you were talking about, obviously, um, you know, you talk about the Alexander technique there, which, um, as I say, something I'm going to look into and something that I've been interested in for a little while. So, um, you know, I appreciate any links you could chuck my way. It'll be very helpful. Um, but one of the things that you wanted to uh, talk about was a charity reading for the Equity Charitable Trust. Talk, talk us through that. Tell us a little bit more. Charlie's Aunt is the name of the Charlie's aunt. Yeah. So, um, so I'd say like, you know, the great thing about your song Tess is I think it really hits the mood of the country of just like this feel good thing that everyone really wants at the moment screaming out for. And, um, and we had exactly the same thought pattern when we were thinking what play would we do that people will really want at this time. And Charlie's aunt is such a funny play. So it's about these two guys who, um, uh, they're these Oxford undergraduates and they're trying to woo these two girls and they think oh, it'll be really good because one of one of their aunts is coming and they think it'd be really good to take advantage of that, use the aunt's visit to try and um, get the two girls over and come across as gentlemen and all the rest of it. And then they get their and then the aunt can't make it. So they get their friends to dress up and pretend to be their aunt. And it's a really funny comedy of disguise and it's a farce and it's brilliant. So we're doing um, an online charity reading on Sunday, April the 11th. We've got a load of um, people doing it, like Giles Brandreth is playing one of the parts. We've got uh, Gary Wilmot. We've got Will Hislop. We've got the current Hamilton, uh, Carl Queensborough, which is amazing. We've got a load of other people and they're all being really good sports and going to look very silly in front of lots of people to raise donations for the Equity Charitable Trust, who are a wonderful charity. How can people, I presume it's ticketed or do people just donate and then they get a ticket? What's the sitch there? It's, no, it's completely free. Um, oh, okay, there, cool. There's going to be a YouTube link that's going to be made public on the Proud Haddock website, which is proudhaddock.com. 
it's uh it's a youtube live so it's going to be streamed from zoom through to youtube live and we are raising donations so it's, it's completely free to watch but we really are going to be um trying to build up as much money as possible because um it's uh, you know like everything we've been talking about the theater industry at the moment it's, it, it feels like such a fragile time and mm. getting people back to work i think is going to be a lot harder than than it it looks like i think to most people it just looks like oh theater's going to open and all yeah. shows are going to kick off and it's all all the lights are going to come back on yeah. and everyone's going to be performing not just again. not just going to be the flick of a switch is it it's going to take no time. it's going to it's going to take a long time to grind back into action i think for a lot of actors and um people who you know i think have been very very you know in a lot of trouble financially over yeah. the course of the pandemic so it's a it's a charity doing wonderful things so yeah good. yeah it's great and um I think, you know, like we were saying earlier, I think the, the possibilities now online, um, you know, maybe that will offer some sort of blended, uh, you know, a blended approach to coming back into it. And, you know, down the line, who even, you know, could be uh, could be an extension of what what we do in real in real life, you know, so well, it's a yeah. great way to get people to, you know, just kind of stream through things from their houses. Yeah, you know? and absolutely. I would never have thought that we'd be able to get the kind of people that we've got involved in this Um doing a play but in this manner as well yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. it makes it so much more accessible you know for those people who might have been oh, I, you know i want to i want to go to the theater but the thought of going into you know into town or into london the effort there, there may be people who might might not have done it because of that so yeah mm. as i say yeah. I, I, you know there are huge positives to and the, the potential is huge as well so 11th of april charity reading of charlie's aunt joel's brand has the best voice in the world um and you've got some amazing uh, what was um Gary Wilmot. Gary Wilmot. Yeah. The legend that is Gary Wilmot. He's he's such a brilliant actor. And they're all such great sports for doing it. And yeah. Will Hislop, who's a really up and coming uh comedian who you might have seen a sketch where he which he does about the NHS clap, which is subtitled and it's really funny. So check it out that. yeah cool all right well listen oh, um I'll, again we'll put those links on there as well jimmy so thank you for sharing that and um you know tess you mentioned uh, earlier about the fact that you know you kind of were questioning who you were you know your identity was had taken a bit of a hit from the fact that all of your music work had you know had halted and had stopped yeah. and you know you turned to fitness to bring yourself back round. and i'm so pleased you found something that um you know that that sort of turned you around and sort of made you made you feel like yourself again because you know it's yeah. so important to find that and good on you um and but oh, from that you know you, you mentioned earlier about you you know you you've trained now to be a PT you know um I do hope yeah. it wasn't as a result all of Zoom. Yeah, all Zoom as well. but I hope it wasn't because they said yeah. that our careers were unviable uh, and I hope you did it for yourself but <laughs> <laughs> I mean no, that probably it prompted it a little bit but you know yeah, it was just, it kind of scared me a little bit because I was, I didn't realize how heavily dependent I was on that part of my life. And I, and I love, and it is who I am. It will always be a huge part of who I am, but it made me think what else, who else can I be and what else can I do? And it was something that I've become so passionate about. And over the, over the course of the year, how much it's, it's helped me and not just physically, but mentally, like my mental, I was really struggling with anxiety and I was getting really depressed and every day was kind of getting worse and worse. And my anxiety was at a point where it was just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't cope. And I, I was like, right, I know what is going to do me a world of good. And it's doing, doing some, some fitness It's it's doing a workout. It's getting my body moving. I know that will in the past that's helped me, yeah. And I started doing the body coach. I started doing Joe Wicks. Um, he's he's got loads of like videos online, and I just I, I started just doing his videos, and the, it just changed. Something switched in me, and I was like, that makes me feel good. And afterwards, I have energy, and my mental health improves, and I sleep better, and 
all of it just is life is better it's yeah. just so much better and it it made me go okay I need to do this and it I think at a time when when we all got it was that point wasn't it where we can either just you know it's so easy to just sit and and I was just watching I like like Jimmy said I was Netflix binge I was I was like 20th Netflix binge and I was like I cannot watch another series I'm I'm just gonna I can't do it and so yeah it was a, a time when I really needed it and it it sparked a new passion I mean it is kind of a performance in a yeah. way of being a PT you're kind of leading a group I'm used to an audience it's kind of you have a bit of an audience and it's, it's kind of that it felt like a lot of my skills were kind of transferable yeah and um, I have dance dance background as well so I, I love I've always loved being physical and, and I it's something that I'd fallen out of love with for a long time and it's something that I've now rekindled and and will hopefully be a, a secondary career for me maybe yeah, another amazing. string to my bow as and it I know were. that I know that <laughs> um in you know in the near future I know that you're you know looking to launch something and as in like the, for that for that part of your career to, to sort of make a start yes. as well so uh, you know coming. Keep, I was gonna say keep an eye on your singing musician socials for more information about your PT socials yes, and things I and will get in touch as and when put some stuff on that yeah absolutely it's all being sorted it's all in the kind of in the wings at the moment kind of being in the process the magic of being is made, happening branding yeah. and the logo and all that stuff is all kind of on on the, on its way to being ready so as soon as that is uh is ready to go i'll post it everywhere and hopefully everyone will be able to i feel that, that i feel like um given the fact that you have you know you've rekindled your love for it and given the fact that actually the fitness um regime that you started during lockdown sort of helped you bring bring help to bring you out of a you know from a negative place if you like i think actually those people who join up with you will have an incredible experience you know because of that because i know that there'll be a probably a load of people that will be doing it with you who who may be feeling a bit like that as well so yeah the fact that you've opened yourself up to um to help others is is fantastic so good on you i would love people to to go through what that is one of the reasons i wanted to do it is because it's changed it honestly and i know how cliche is that it's it has honestly changed my life it has completely changed my yeah. life and changed the way my relationship with food changed my my perspective it's given me confidence it's given me power and all of it and i want people to have that and there are people in my life that i know need it and and yeah. would love it and said to me like oh my god i just i i want to do it so i hope i can inspire and motivate people to to join me and and, and do it and I, I, I feel very confident yeah. that you will I, I know i have the uh the fortune of knowing you and perhaps <laughs> bi biased uh, in that sense as well but i think you know just <laughs> i've known you a long time Tom. <laughs> can i please tell everyone how we when we first met if you want. Can I tell you, so we were, <laughs> he's going to kill me. We did a school play. We did a production of Grease, the musical yeah. in school. And Tom was, of course, Danny, because um, he's amazing. And <laughs> I was so upset I didn't get Sandy. I was only in year seven at the time. I was a little squirt. Yeah. And I was devastated. <laughs> Mr. Elwin would not give me Sandy, <laughs> our music teacher. I mean, given oh, the significant man. age gap, I was kind of relieved that that didn't happen, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, that um, would have been very weird. And I didn't yeah. do that at the time. I was so Sandy. Who did you play? I was probably dancer number five or something. I think you were. <laughs> chorus. I was in the chorus. I was in the chorus. Um, yeah. And it was great fun. We'd, we, yeah, it was really good fun. I think I was, I was given that, that part. Well, thank you. Um, you know, that's very kind of you. And I think I was... Well, I hope, a beautiful voice, everyone. I was going to say, uh, I hope I was given it because it. of my singing oh, quality my and not because of the potential for me to be a, a you know, a womanizer um, and, and a bit of a chauvinist. But we all love Danny <laughs> Zuko. He's such a rebel, isn't he? I'm yeah. definitely not that. Oh, I can yeah. tell you. No? <laughs> 
But that's <laughs> interesting because I was the only out of um, out of uh, out of me and all the other guys who were you know my T birds. One of whom was Shane, who's another mutual. Like, obviously, Shane. And, oh and yeah, I, we all went to school with Shane as well. Uh, but I was. But we were like, let's all grow our hair. Let's do it. Let's be let's be real about this. Let's grow our hair. I was the only person that kept growing my hair. And I only realized Malcolm didn't like he was really cranky. <laughs> I was the only one. So I had the authentic DA, they call it, don't they? The duck's ass, because it, it does all Reese. the thing at the back. Yeah, yeah, I was the only one. So you, you committed. Oh, I was committed. Commit- yeah. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah. I'm, I think they call it method. Is that right? Method, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Yes, darling. I have to. Yeah, this Stanislavski book out. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I also remember that Sandy had to wear a cast because she broke her arm skiing like a week before the production. So that made dancing oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah there, you go. there you go. Fun fact. So there you go. There's a little bit about me, and uh, that's how we met. Grease, baby. Grease is the word. Way back. We went way back. <laughs> Now, listen, uh, Jimmy, what was your, I said to you at the beginning, uh, tell us some of the uh, performances that you've been in. What's your most embarrassing performance or are you not professionally allowed to say? <laughs> My most, what, as an actor or a director? As an actor. Well, you know, have there been any okay. costumes? Have Very you ever been, ever been the arse end of a donkey? No. Okay. okay. So re- really embarrassing uh, moment for me was actually in a production of Charlie's Aunt. Oh, okay. Is- I was at drama school and um, I think there was a moment where my character was supposed to come on. He was supposed to run on out of breath. And I was playing two characters, which meant that there was a costume change. So I had to get changed and then run on out of breath. But obviously you don't have a huge area to run. So you've got to run on the spot because you've got to hear him running. But I was doing the running on the spot halfway through my costume change so through the flat the entire audience saw me in boxer shorts running on the spot um, they were just like what the fuck is, what is he doing um and then i kind of just came on and pretended to be out of breath uh, and it was, that's that's definitely my most embarrassing um, nice. and that's like the dream where you're in front of an audience in your pants isn't it you know that, what, that, 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 that is the nightmare dream. that is that, that is you lived it the lived nightmare, exactly. So I think when you oh, do that, there's no um, there's no trough to which you can go down. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. If t- a test. There must have been a, a, you know embarrassing things that have happened to you at gigs. Oh hell yeah! There's been a few. <laughs> yeah. I was the arse end of a donkey once in panto oh, as well. What there you go. Test Burstone. You heard it here first. You had it. Arse end of donkey. I had to my leg i actually had to lift my leg and do a little donkey fart as well oh, i didn't actually nice. have to do the fart it was a sound effect thankfully yeah. <laughs> but i had to lift. it was quite humiliating luckily no one actually knew i was in there you all know i was in there now so we do know now over, and but... it will be front page news because frankly there's nothing else oh, to talk goodness. about <laughs> oh goodness um the most embarrassing moment i mean oh there is one that sticks out um i used to um, I was in a touring show uh, called Pink Floyd Show UK and I had to sing I don't know if you've heard the um, vocal solo Great Gig in the Sky yeah like I watched a, your YouTube video of it earlier oh wow oh really yeah oh, it's very it's, cool it's basically ad-libbing for like 10 minutes it's yeah. crazy and I had to learn but I, I did the I, I used to get so nervous about doing it and we did it so many times but I'd always just get so nervous because it was just such an epic it was an epic it's, it's, epic, it was an absolute it? epic. Oh. It is an epic, and that one. oh yeah, and it swaps me in and out. Oh yeah, it's it's a bit of a crazy one that one. And um, it was a big audience. We were in Berlin, and it was about six thousand people, a uh, big stadium. And I and I, it went really well. Standing ovation. I was like, yes, this is amazing. 
I got through it. I'm okay. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go back and stand with the girls. We were like doing our backing moments at the back. And I turned around and I went arse over tip, straight over a light, straight head first down, my butt in the air. And nice. 6,000 people went, ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was, and the girls at the back, I could just see their shoulders going up and down. They were just laughing hysterical yeah. and then we got told off afterwards they were like girls it's so unprofessional you should keep keep it together why are you like, like laughing we were just in hysterics oh, so i just oh, i've never heard I, it's good to know that i'm not the only one that's fallen ass overhead um oh, there's again, one it's happened to me a couple of times and we're in heels as well so like yeah, we've yeah, got true. another thing to contend with like, yeah. trying to balance on heels i haven't that's a thing i didn't think about i have not worn heels in a year I've got to start like doing some like workouts and heels yeah, or something. Get my legs, on. my, my yeah. calves ready. Jimmy, Jimmy, what were you going to say? I think Jimmy yeah. was about to add another embarrassing really, moment. There was a really, I had a really small role in a Harry Potter film when I was about eighteen, um, yes. and it was a moment where we had to get one of the takes we had to do was getting out of a boat and walking up a hill, and. I had no grip on the shoes that I was wearing and I was the only one who had no grip. So in front of everyone, in front of like this big film crew and the director, and it was just, you know, this simple take where it was just like five of us walking past the camera. I just slid all the way down. down. <laughs> sort of like this one moment I'm ever going to be in a Hollywood movie. And I just, just, oh my God. Down. That is um, yeah. luckily being that kind of movie they had replacement shoes like that that they could just put me on but it was incredible surely they could just magic it better i mean they did yeah yeah yes. don't, don't spoil the illusion for millions jimmy yeah accio shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah. accio shoes isn't that a brand echo ah, echo oh that brand, isn't it? Yeah. there you go echo there you go yeah. another potential sponsorship deal right there um yeah. so we Thank are you. i think we're at like four potential product placements throughout this podcast <laughs> this evening uh, that's a new record so thank you both so much and listen i think um right. it would be a really appropriate time um well actually it wouldn't be i'd quite like to just continue this chat all night but i do know that we uh we have to say goodbye very soon um and it would be great to have you back on at some point maybe down the line yeah. when, we're, when we're back in the theater back on stage how about yeah. that should we do that it's been a lot of fun um Absolutely. i really do genuinely appreciate your time i really do also appreciate both of you talking quite honestly and openly about everything that we've gone through and it hasn't felt like a chore in the slightest bit uh, so thank you both very much so Tess Burstone give us your socials chuck them out there again for us yeah absolutely it's at Tess Burstone pretty much across the board Instagram Facebook Tess is Tess Burstone singer on Facebook and I'm on YouTube as well Tess Burstone just my name nice and simple <laughs> don't worry out. there it is and um and, and Jimmy uh, Proud Haddock where can people find out more about that and what you're doing and what you've got coming up dude yeah, absolutely. So Twitter, we're at Proud Haddock. Instagram, we're at Proud underscore Haddock. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Jimmy Walters 101. Um, that's it. Yeah. And it will all be on our website, which is proudhaddock.com. Amazing. Well, we're going to finish up. We're going to hear that snippet again uh, because it's banging and why not? But I do heartily hey. recommend to anybody <laughs> listening that they go and check out the uh, the full tune. And uh, yeah, thank you both so much. Um, we're going to wrap up another episode of the Wedding Thinners podcast. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Be well. Thank you. Woohoo! <laughs>